Hello, I'm your host, Grayson Brolty. Welcome to another episode of SAE Tomorrow Today, a show about emerging technology and trends in mobility with leaders and innovators who make it all happen. On today's episode, we're absolutely honored to be joined by Daphne Moroz, Senior Director of Strategic Business Development, UVI. On today's episode, she'll discuss how UVI is Automated vehicle inspection technology is helping dealerships, fleets, and consumers get ready for electric vehicles. We hope you enjoy this episode. Daphna, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me today. Excited to have you here because automation is the future. Automation is going to touch every industry around the world. It's going to have a very large impact on the automotive sector. And I really like what UVI is doing. You're taking a different approach. You're taking a complex problem. You're simplifying it and you're creating value for your customers, which is vehicle inspection. Today, there's a traditional vehicle inspection. An individual walks around the vehicle, maybe puts a, a lens under to see the undercarriage or puts it up on, on a lift. That's all going away. Your technology is enhancing the process. Can you explain to our audience how you're enhancing this process and what you saw in the market to capture this opportunity? Yeah, so you, you said that right. You know, traditionally, vehicle inspection is basically done mostly manually, either in the manufacturing plant, in the dealership, or other facilities. And what we're doing today is we're completely changing the way that the vehicle inspection process is done uh, based on computer vision and AI. So we developed a set of uh, different products that automatically scan the undercarriage, the, the exterior, the vehicle, the tires, and automatically also detect any kind of defects or damage on the tires. So it could be expired tires, it could be sidewall damage, it could be leaks, corrosion, uh, broken parts, missing parts, scratches, dents. And this, what it does, it also brings a lot of consistency, efficiency to the process. This is done in a drive-through experience for the customer. So it's really seamless to them. It's a really good customer-friendly process. And at the end of the day, it really enables the technicians, the engineers, the mechanics, you know, the, the service advisor to focus on where the, the human element is very important and less on spending time on finding the damage. That's fascinating. So let's just, let's call it Acme dealership, for example. An individual comes in, you're going to the service center, they basically just drive through your technology, the inspection's done, and, and then the dealer service representative gets all of that data right there. Yes, it takes 20, 30 sec seconds. You drive through that through the systems and then you can just, just approach the service advisor or you go to the kiosk. We have like huge touch screens that you can actually just play with your own condition report and go over the damage that was detected. And then they'll walk you through the damage and explain exactly what happened, what, you know, what the condition of your vehicle is. Maybe your vehicle is in top condition, mine is. And just explain if there's anything that you need to fix uh, today or not. And this builds a lot of trust and transparency between the dealership, the service advisor, of course, and the, the end customer. More importantly, I'm a consumer. I turned my vehicle in six months ago, and the individual takes it. He motors around. Not Ferris Bueller. He didn't put the pedal to the metal, but he motors around into the back, takes the vehicle, comes out with an expansion report. You've got damage. You have a scratch. Show me. Scratch wasn't there. No, trust me. It was there. And then I, I get a, a bill for a couple thousand dollars. But what you're doing is you're giving me transparency. So now I can go on your screen or I can open my iPad and I can see what happened. It doesn't turn into a long fight with the bank to try and get my money back. You're giving transparency. Exactly. That's, that's exactly what we're trying to do. We're trying to build that trust throughout the whole process. Uh, so within the dealership, outside of the dealership, like you, we talked before about rental companies, I think it's, it's really important because when you look at, you know, uh, the vehicle inspection industry today, like 
take the, you know, the health sector for a second. A hundred years ago, you would go to a doctor, he, she would look at you, uh, maybe physically look at you, inspect you and then say, hey, this is the diagnosis. They're the experts, right? They know what they're doing. They've been in that profession for tens of years. You trust them. There's nothing else you can do. But today, when you go to a doctor, you expect to get a bit more understanding of the condition. X-rays, blood tests, whatever it is, that's the standard. And that's basically what we're doing, UVI is doing for the vehicle inspection process. We're creating a new standard that this is what a vehicle inspection should look like. And it has to be transparent throughout the whole life cycle with the consumer. When you're creating a new standard, and let's just say I'm, I own a series of dealerships, which is very common around the United States. Individuals tend to own multiple dealerships, multiple brands. What does it look like when they want the equipment? Do they have to rip the ground up, install? What does is, what is that whole process look like for the dealer? It says, okay, I want to, say, have this at my prototype store. And if it works, then I'll expand it to the rest of mine. But what does that install process look like? It's, it's pretty easy, and we've gotten very good at it and efficient. We have a technical team that comes in, just looks at the facility to see if there's nothing, you know, any red flag that we need to, to acknowledge. The installation usually takes anywhere between one to two days. We have a very professional team that comes in, does everything without interrupting anything, and that's it. The system is up and running. You get training. Uh, you have a team that explains how to use the system. But frankly, the system is so user-friendly that anyone could use it. It's not like you really need training on this, but we do... Uh, the training just to make sure that they know all the features and they actually leverage everything that is available in the system itself. Is it for, since you're using the machine learning and the AI, I'm assuming it's just all over the air updates. If you have a, a new software release, you just push it out there? Yes. Yeah, so we work in a subscription model that basically means as part of the, this subscription, you'll get technical support, you get an account manager. Uh, and of course, any update in the software will be pushed automatically. And we, we update the software pretty frequently. So new features, new detections, anything of a sort. And of course, we also maintain the equipment as well. I look at this and you mentioned under undercarriage. And I, I grew up in the Northeast and I think a lot about there was salt well, the salt would get underneath the vehicle and it would rust and cause all sorts of problems where you had to go to the car wash when it snowed because you had to get rid of the salt. Can your system detect the rust and the salt on, on the undercarriage there? Yes, definitely. Uh, we are able to see corrosion and rust in vehicles. This really, really helps uh, when you're thinking, first of all, I want to know that my car is safe and if there's anything that I have to replace. The second of all, anything that has to do with used cars, appraising the condition, you know, when there is a trade-in, People don't, they do the silent walk around. Nobody really kind of, you know, bends and looks at uh, the undercarriage of the vehicle. And then they miss out on real big problems. Uh, so just having that, you know, that condition report in 20 to 30 seconds is really helpful to understand what should be devalued and what is the real vehicle price. But yeah, definitely this is something that we can do. And uh, it's also important on the data insights that we can uh, derive, which I'm assuming that we'll talk about a bit later. We had a gentleman on recently that, that talked about batteries in the life of an electric vehicle batteries and how the slightest puncture in the battery pack could lead to a catastrophic fire or to an incident. And as a vehicle sales electric globally are now over 10% of all, all vehicles sold, the market for electric vehicles is, is growing globally. Can your system detect a potential puncture in, in the bottom of there so that you can, to me, it's a safety mechanism. You're not just, you're saving a life there potentially. Anything that has to do with, you know, what's visible in the undercarriage, that's uh, things that we can detect. So if you have a battery pack in the undercarriage and it has a cover, we see a lot of, uh, of these covers being actually broken or, you know, slight scratches that could indicate that there maybe is a problem. We even see leaks from the, in these EVs. Uh, so this is where we say, hey, you need to check your battery pack uh, and make sure that it's safe. So definitely this is something that we, we check all the time. 
Do you see dealerships and a lot of the, a lot of the, several of the large OEMs are saying they're going to go electric only by 2035. Do you see a system like this being installed with the the OEMs when several large OEMs are your investors mandated to their dealer networks to ensure that the safety and compliance, because the battery pack plays such a crucial role in the value of the vehicle? Yeah, I think, you know, as I look forward, I think the the system will be kind of a very, you know, natural part of the whole life cycle. So like I mentioned before, so from the very beginning at the assembly line, making sure that the vehicle leaves uh, the plant with no damage, the transportation process, that there is no damage in that process as well, but also the dealership, I think it will... Uh, will gain more and more of a bigger foothold there uh, and making sure that any and every vehicle that comes through is safe, either it's an EV or an ICE, of course. That's beautiful. So we clearly covered the dealer market. That to me, it seems like it's a very large market for you. It's a it's a growing market for you as consumers will, will trade in their vehicles to go to electric. And I start thinking about this at different other use cases. I think about port inspection. I think about border crossings. If you look at the Laredo border where all the fruits and vegetables come over. Could the UVI technology be used at border crossings and import applications? Yeah. So what's interesting is actually UVI was born from the defense sector. So this was the actual, the, the, the original use case. Uh, the first product that we had was the undercarriage scanner. Uh, and the whole idea was to identify any security threats in the vehicles, either, you know, bombs, drugs, um, uh, contraband, anything of the sorts, while going into sensitive facilities across uh, borders and so on. We're still installed in various areas around the world. And basically what we found very early in the game is that there are way more mechanical failures or damages than uh, security threats. Thank you. I'm very thankful for that. So that's why we made the pivot into the automotive industry, basically. And now we live throughout the whole life cycle of the automotive industry. Automotive industry, was that, I don't want to call it your sole focus, but is that the majority focus of the company today? Yes, definitely. So we work uh, with the dealerships, with OEMs, with fleets, with auctions. That's that's our main focus in the U.S. When you're working with the OEM, are you going into the factory? So a lot of the uh, they have guarantees around the vehicle quality, where perhaps it goes through a, a scan before it eventually goes out to the dealer. Are you going all the way down to that level in the in the OEM world? Yes. So we start from the actual assembly line. So as a vehicle leaves the assembly line, just to check if there is no damage, it could be specifically for that vehicle. Maybe it got a scratch or anything, because even the teeny tiniest scratch is really important for them to know. But it also could be uh, identifying a recurring damage in a specific model. And that could, you know, that could be helpful in just uh, preventing a, a recall, for instance. Or if they're seeing, you know, some cars are already driving on the road and they're even seeing in the dealership themselves that there is a recurring problem, they should maybe recall as well. But yeah, definitely started from the assembly line throughout the whole logistical process, the transportation process, the PDI process, and then all the way uh, to the dealership service lines. And we also support the sales and the used car departments. Is this, is it used as a, as a quality control tool for the OEMs? I think about this, you're going to generate a lot of data. You're using machine learning, your customers, the OEMs could find patterns in that data to help quality control. Is that an example of how it's being used? Yes, yeah, so our systems uh, use a combination of uh, proprietary algorithms, AI, computer vision, hardware, and all of this is to create this high-speed automated visual scan. Um, so we have just to understand kind of the, the you know the breadth of the the data that we collect. So we have four main systems. We have the Artemis, which basically 
It scans anything and everything around the tires. We uh, measure the tread depth, the air pressure, sidewall damage, um, expired tires, and so on. We have the Helios. Uh, you can kind of think of it as a virtual lift. And we detect anything in the undercarriage as broken parts, missing parts, um, um, you know, fluids, uh, any leaks, corrosion, rust, anything. Uh, you have the Atlas that does a 360 of the vehicle, of the exterior of the vehicle, so any scratches, dents, and so on. And then you have the Apollo that does the 360 of the interior of the vehicle uh, and also attaches to the OBD to see if there are any faulty sensors and also listens to the engine to see if there are any anomalies in the sound. So just think of everything that I mentioned right now. We collect an enormous amount of data and definitely one of the things that we're doing today is to derive technical and business insights out of the data, the aggregated data that we have in terms of understanding the wear and tear of specific models, specific makes, specific years. Um, how does the weather you know, affect the damage? How does uh, salty roads affect the battery packs? Anything of the sort, uh, how do specific tires work with the specific models? And we've seen differences, which is really interesting. So we'll see you know, different tread wear with specific uh, uh, manufacturers or models. So all of these are things that we are able to derive because we have a significant amount of data and it's extremely interesting for OEMs, uh, for fleets, uh, for dealerships, uh, for auctions, and also for insurance companies as well. You hit the nail on the head with insurance company. If I'm an, if I'm an insurance underwriter, I'm listening to this. I'm saying, okay, I got to get my hands on this data. Are you licensing any of the aggregate data to insurance companies? Because if I'm building an actuary model, it seems that your data can help with my underwriting. So we're in discussions around this. It's extremely interesting for insurance companies. I think when we look at the insurance industry, there are a few different use cases that are uh, potential applications and are uh, interesting. So one would be, actually, I would start from the easiest one. Uh, so it's the <laughs> automated claim inspection. So let's say, God forbid, I went, I'm in an accident, my car is drivable, uh, I'll go to the nearest UVI system, I'll scan my vehicle, and I'll send the condition reports back to my uh, insurance carrier. And then their adjuster could basically look at the condition of the car remotely and assess you know, the damage remotely, or just do it more efficiently. For the customer, it's a really good experience. And for the insurance company, it's a lot of savings and money. So that's 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 a, a great thing for them. And then there's another use case that it has everything that has to do with the preventive maintenance. So kind of a condition-based insurance, I'd say. So you take care of your vehicle, show us that your vehicle is a good condition and you get the discount. You get to carry that discount uh, over the years. Uh, there's also the distribution channel, of course, the data that you just mentioned. Uh, this could be extremely helpful to understand, A, uh, the condition of spe the specific vehicle that you're underwriting right now, not only the driver, and B, also in general, like you said, the trends. So, you know, maybe we see more damage in this specific model and in this specific area, so it could change the, you know, the premiums. And making a more personalized experience, and again, going back to the trusted transparency, I have no idea why I'm paying what I'm paying today on insurance, seriously. Uh, so, and when I asked uh, the question, the, the answer wasn't very clear. So having a bit more clarity around that, I think would be helpful, uh, you know, using this. Something has to happen. If you look at the housing market in the United States, we're seeing certain pockets, very large pockets, I might add, of the United States where insurance companies are pulling out and there's no competition in the market. Now, in, in, there, in certain locales, it's more expensive to pay your insurance bill than it is to pay your mortgage. Yeah. Common Tell sense tells it. you. 
you're, you've got a problem. I call it upside down. And we saw an announcement from Uber yesterday in California. You have to be 25 or older now to drive for Uber for new drivers because of the insurance premiums. Insurance premiums, they're on a one-way escalator. They go up, 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 and up. And then we've had a hurricane here in Florida. So what's going to happen to our insurance market? The price is going to go up, 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 and up again. Anything that can help save the consumer's money in an inflationary environment is a, is a really, really good thing. So we got insurance there, and I want to get into the used car market here. You look at, you're buying a used car. Sometimes they come with a dealer warranty or a uh, warranty from the OEM for wear and tear. It seems that what you're doing, you could help properly price the vehicle because you're going to know everything that's wrong. If the tires are bad or that, how is the used car market using this technology to price the vehicles? Yeah, so we're definitely providing a new way to grade and, uh, you know, appraise the vehicles. Whether, you know, it's even just like I said before, just a knowing what the condition of the vehicle is, because usually it's done, like I said, with a silent walk around or uh, any other, uh, uh, you know, different way of doing it. But it's, it's usually pretty superficial. They don't have a lot of time to do that. And just understanding what's wrong in the undercarriage, things that you can't see, is very helpful to devalue uh, the vehicle itself and understand the actual cost. Uh, and we're seeing our, you know, our dealers and auctions, uh, they're using this to appraise and price the, the vehicles in a more consistent way. And this, you know, this transparency at the end of the day rolls back to the, to the customers, to the end customers. You have a partnership with CarMax. They're impressive. They're one of the largest used car dealers in the United States. Can you talk about that partnership, please? Yes. So at the beginning of this year, actually, CarMax announced uh, that in addition to being a strategic investor, they're also rolling out our technology into all of their wholesale um, you know, sites. Um, so they have dozens of sites. They scan more than a million vehicles a year. And uh, we're really working on them to streamline the whole process of the reconditioning and merchandising process within CarMax. So, yeah, definitely an amazing partnership with them. That's a big one. And CarMax buys some some cars at auctions, and you have the, the used car auctions. You have the police impound auctions. We won't really get into that. But then you have the high-end, the Barrett-Jackson auctions, the high-end collector cars. Are you looking at the, at the auction, the car auction market across the board? Because if, if I'm a collector and I'm going to spend a million dollars on a vehicle, I want to make sure that this inspection report is transparent. And I like your system because you don't have to have somebody actually physically touch the vehicle. You can just drive through that beautiful McLaren. Okay, I get my report. Are you seeing any growth in that higher-end auction market? So we're definitely focusing across the board in the auction space. It's a strategic focus for the company. And we are in discussions with several different auction houses. And yeah, it's, it's, the focus is, is across the board. Well, I, I'll read between the lines of that that something's cooking. How's that? Yeah, <laughs> always. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> yeah. I, I mentioned earlier several OEMs are, in, are investors. In your G, GM's an investor, for example. It's very impressive. You got multiple OEMs to the table, and the fact that they're getting along and talking to you and, and, and being investors all together is, is bravo for that. Why? Why are the OEMs investing? How, what did what do they see? Is it a purely financial return opportunity, or do the OEMs see more of a strategic opportunity along with the financial investment? I think it's both. You know, on the financial side it's pretty clear that all their dealerships are making more money on the service side, part side. We're also, again, we're supporting the, the, the sales departments and the used car departments. 
and the customers are happier. They're coming back to, to you know, get their car serviced more frequently. They're buying the next car from the same dealership. So on the dealership side, it's, it's very clear, uh, you know, what the benefit is. And it's a huge economic impact. I think aside from that, as I mentioned before, we are also active in other sides of the life cycle of the vehicle. So uh, the assembly line and the, uh, the logistics and, and so on. And what we're seeing also is that every day that we're working with these OEMs, these OEMs, we're developing uh, new use cases that are relevant and we're identifying new potential uh, applications for UVI within the OEM. And going back to what we mentioned before, I think the data side, not just as a, you know, a data scientist, just as the applications and the insights that they really can derive are, could be, essentially could translate into huge economic impact, uh, savings or additional revenue. So for them, it's very clear what the application is and what the significance is for the OEM. And that's why we're speaking to more and more OEMs as we go. Are dealers viewing this as a, a, a customer retention tool because the dealership market is shrinking? Consumers are opting more and more just to, to, to buy it online and not have to go through it. And dealers historically make their money in service. Yeah. Are they viewing this as a potential retention tool to keep individuals coming to the dealership? Yes, an additional thing. So definitely the retention is very, very important. And you mentioned, you know, the, the service side being a huge chunk of their profit. Definitely when we're looking at the future, when you have more EVs, they're assuming that there'll be less money on the service lane. Uh, and that's why it's extremely important for them. So I think that's that's one part of it. But also, uh, again, there are other applications in the in the sales department, in the end of lease department. There are many different applications, and what we're seeing also going back to the to the retention is that in a sample of dealerships that we looked at, the NPS went up anywhere between five to thirteen points across the board, and that again that translates to additional revenue at the end of the day. That translates to customers coming back; they're happier and they'll buy the next vehicle from that same dealership. We also saw an average of an increase of one hundred and ten dollars per RO. So it's pretty substantial uh, for them. And, uh, you know, as speaking as UVI, we're also discovering more and more use cases as we go for the dealerships. And we're working very closely with them to understand where can they benefit in addition uh, to what we're doing today. Yeah, because the dealerships are going to have to do something at, at the end of the day. And you're offering them a solution to potentially grow their business. Happy customers are, are, are what drives business. And we've all had good experiences at car rentals and we've all had horrible experiences at car rentals i can't tell you how many times i'm, I'm the guy yeah just bill me and i leave the key no we got to say no I, I gotta go you figure it out and i just drop the car and i run away and i get the overpriced bill if hypothetically let's just say we're going to use an airport here for an analogy i don't know let's say there's six lanes for the drop off could your system be installed in all six lanes and i can just go through there i get my inspection report hypothetically i get my receipt and I'm on way, and I don't have to wait for that individual who's overworked to to come through. Of course, a hundred percent. Basically, what the way I envision this is basically you drive through, and if there's nothing wrong, you just leave the key and you go. And if there's an alert, someone will come over and say, "Hey, can you stop by? I need to explain to you what we've identified and what it means in terms of insurance and so on." And that's it. Instead of waiting in line for someone to come to you, and they're always, like you said, they're tired. It's inconsistent. Uh, you know, it's usually inefficient. So it just helps them and enables them to do a better work and see more people. Is it is your technology currently deployed at any rental car locations around the world? We are in discussions. We're in discussions, uh, but not currently. Do you view that the rental car market as a potential growth market for UVI? 
I think it will be in the future. It's not a current focus of ours, uh, but it will be definitely. Looking to the future, where's UVI going? I think, uh, you know, we are really striving to become the standard in vehicle inspection. We really want to be the way that you inspect your vehicle across the board. Uh, so that, of course, means also uh, gaining uh, even a bigger foothold in the U.S. market, getting to more dealerships. I think that's that's one. And also discovering all the use cases and the applications within the dealership and outside of the dealership, the fleets, the auction spaces. That's extremely important for us. Uh, and it's a strategic focus. I think on the other side, the data is also a huge focus for us. So we talked about this before. We have a significant amount of data and we know that there are, you know, we're talking to many different players, uh, OEMs, fleets, insurance companies. They're all interested in this. So just uh, kind of focusing on that and deriving the insights, deriving the business and technical insights. That's a huge focus for us in the near future. Will you, as your technology matures and you get feedback from dealers, will you add new features to the system? It's happening on a day-to-day basis. We're always adding features. We're always adding detections. Yeah, it's a, we have a great team that just uh, works all the time and adds these features all the time, definitely. In your opinion, what is the future of vehicle inspections? Will all vehicle inspections in the future become automated or, or what do you think? So I, first of all, I think the future is exciting and I think the UVI will play a huge part in this process in automat, uh, automating and enhancing the vehicle inspection process. The way I see it, I think the inspection process will be way more intertwined in the day-to-day of the vehicle. So starting from, you know, you go buy your car from a dealership, a new car, and you want to see the condition report when it left the assembly line and see that there was no damage. You want to see that it didn't get any damage uh, with the logistic uh, uh, transportation. And, you know, just even going to uh, the car wash or the gas station, you can scan your vehicle automatically and then maybe it connects to the, you know, to your connected car. A system and it will tell you, hey, you have to replace your tire. Here's a coupon for the Costco and you can go and replace your tire right now. While you charge your EV, you can see the condition of your battery pack and understand the condition of the vehicle itself. And again, get a coupon or at least a referral to someone close by to, to, to fix whatever needs to be fixed. So the way I see this is it's just going to be a, you know, a bigger part of the vehicle life cycle instead of something that you have to do sometimes. It's, you, you're just gonna, it's gonna be part of kind of monitoring the health of the vehicle all the time and making sure that the vehicles are safe. That's really interesting. You mentioned battery health. Do you offer battery health monitoring today or is that something potentially coming down the line in the future? It's coming down the line. We're developing a sensor that will be able to uh, at least know if there is any inconsistency in the heat of the battery pack. Uh, And that will be the first red flag of saying, hey, you need to check your battery pack. And as I mentioned before, we also look at the, the cover to see if there are any, you know, scratches, dents, anything of the sort that could indicate that there is a problem behind it. I think of two potential use cases when you when you look at this, when you mentioned the coupon. A drive-through at a, at a QSR, a quick service restaurant, at McDonald's or a Wendy's. That's interesting because you're in, you're in line. Or a car wash. You're going through the car wash. It's that, and if you can connect it right into the vehicle and you get an alert, I'll say you get a green thumbs up or a green check, okay, car's healthy, or you get an alert, hey, uh, right front tire, low air, or your sidewalls. That's really interesting because there's a huge economic impact. If your tire's inflated right, it's going to be cheaper to operate your car. And then you have the, the safety impact there as well. It seems that consumers at some point would just gravitate towards us and demand it. 
Yes, it makes a lot of sense. Like I can tell you even me personally, sometimes, you know, I, I drive and then I go over a rock and I was like, I really want to know if everything is okay right now. And that's not something that I thought before, you know, living in the UVI universe. So right now it's like, I keep thinking like, is my car okay? Is my car not okay? And I'm assuming that people sometimes drive and they also think, oh, did that, uh, you know, create any damage to my car? So we need to make that way more accessible. And that's what you're doing at, at UVI. I'm really excited to see where UVI goes in the future as you add on new features as battery health monitoring, you add on new centers. As we look to wrap up this insightful conversation, what would you like our listeners to take away with them today? You know, I think um, there, we've been seeing so many applications for AI in the last years, and we've been able you know, at UVI to find a, scale, a scalable way to really impact the vehicle inspection process and create a more transparent and efficient process with the customer experience. And uh, what we're seeing is that every day there's something new. There's a new development that either we're doing or we're seeing in the industry. And I'm really looking forward to see you know, where this goes in the next few years. Really excited about it. Where it goes, it's going to do good. Today is tomorrow. Tomorrow is today. The future is UVI. Daphna, thank you so much for coming on SAE Tomorrow Today. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for the time today. Thank you for listening to SAE Tomorrow Today. If you've enjoyed this episode and would like to hear more, please kindly rate, review, and let us know what topics you'd like for us to explore next. Be sure to join us next week as we speak with Clean Freight Coalition's Jim Mullen about the future of decarbonized trucking. SAE International makes no representations as to the accuracy of the information presented in this podcast. The information and opinions are for general information only. SAE International does not endorse, approve, recommend, or certify any information, product, process, service, or organization presented or mentioned in this podcast.